0: Today we are here with Isaac from Hound Heart. Um, we don't know your last name.
1: Yeah,
2: what's your either. last name? My last name is Friend. Your
0: last name? Friend? Friend. Friend. Wait, yeah. that's why that's your email? Mm-hmm.
2: Not like I'm
1: not gonna share your email with <laughs> the whole world. Yeah, that's my actual
2: last name. Oh. My, yeah, my name is Isaac Friend. Oh, yeah. that's cute. Mm-hmm, thank you. We also oh have God. Isaac's mom here
1: with us, <laughs> <Yes>. Mrs. Friend. <laughs>
2: She's in town. I was like, you can come. <laughs> yes. Talk, and we talk have about stuff.
0: The best guest veto. Vito the pup. And my roommate's tone. It's
2: pretty great. We're friends already. Yeah. yeah,
0: he's the sweetest. And um yeah, we're stoked to have you here. Thanks, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having, having me. Yeah.
2: This is cool. It's um, very cozy. Thank you. It is, yeah. it is very cozy we try. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Just in a house and little office. Yeah. yeah, why not? Um well let's get started. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and how you kind of got into music, what you're doing currently?
2: Um yeah, well I grew up in Richmond, Virginia. Uh Started playing drums when I was about 15. Uh, grew up in a musical family, so uh, yeah, music was just kind of always around. And my parents both did it. One of them is with me right now. Um, <laughs> I think my mom's ever been with me for an interview before. <laughs> keep it PG. Um, uh, but yeah, it was just kind of always uh, what all my friends were doing, and it, everybody kind of motivated each other, and you know, intermingled, and you know, this. Like, for everybody else, this quest to make the best music you can and have the most fun that you can with the best friends you can find and curate and, uh, yeah, and then started writing songs for fun and didn't think they were any good and just kind of kept playing drums to kind of support other people and, uh, yeah, and then it's just, I don't, I don't know, I haven't really, uh, it's just something I've always done for as long as I can remember. Yeah, writing songs, I've just been obsessed with songwriting and writing in general, write, uh Short stories, essays, poems, prose, stuff nice, like that. Nice, that's awesome. Yeah, so.
1: So you started by playing drums before any other instrument.
2: Yeah, yeah. My dad played guitar. My parents both played guitar and sang, uh, but I always wanted to play drums growing up. Saved it up for a couple of years, and then my parents helped me uh, I think with like the other half of my kit. The first time I bought them, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it took a while to convince my mom <laughs> to buy me a drum, a drum kit, <laughs> and uh, yeah. That was yeah, I was about fifteen.
1: Nice.
2: Yeah, and I yeah, it was not bad when I first started because I I played in school band. I played B, okay. B flat clarinet for several years. Oh okay. Yeah, and I my buddy Tyrone was playing drums and I he was just there was like fifteen clarinet players, ten saxophone players, a bunch of flutists, flutists, flautists.
0: flautists.
2: Flautist. You were both very floutist. confidently informed yeah. about that.
0: It's well, actually, we actually we actually just <laughs> did we
1: just have this conversation yeah. in one of our classes. Oh yeah, we did. Yeah, about if it was a flutist or a flautist or a flute player. And someone was like, "It's actually flout."
2: I heard that. That yeah. was me. <laughs> I, heard, I, heard, so, I be able to say that the other day. I'm like,
1: all the flute players <laughs> listening are probably like, "You're wrong." Yeah. I'm not. It's a fluter.
2: Uh, <laughs> it's actually I'm a fluter. Cool I'm a fluter. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I was watching him. and I was like. That is, that's what I want to do. So I just kind of watched him my last couple of years playing clarinet and learned basically how to, you know, I learned how to play the songs and then I would just like kind of pretend to play. And I was in like yeah. the back of my band class and I was just watching him play. And, uh, yeah, that's how I like learned like to visually play drums, and, like understand the dynamics of like rhythm and, and, uh, you know, the importance of, you know, being tight and tempo and, and, you know, playing in the pocket, you know, uh,
0: cool.
2: And then, yeah, I got my first drum kit, and I was okay, and then I just practiced and practiced, drove everyone insane. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and it was just, that was it from there, and just played, I've been playing a band since I was, like, 15, because I, I started playing in
1: nice.
2: first venues when I was, like, 17. Yeah, yeah you've, been, a, you've just, been
1: around, doing the thing. Doing yeah, everything. and that was
2: that was on the East Coast, I was in Richmond. Nice. Yeah, and then moved out to Denver about a year, year and four months ago. Why did with, you move out here? Uh, my bandmate and I decided to move out here to Ghana. She had played on cruise ships and moved to Richmond, uh, to be with a boyfriend, and then, uh, she came to one of my shows, uh, that I was singing, and I had a band called Lady Empire, mm-hmm. and, uh, it was, yeah, I was writing the songs, and I had, like, a four-piece rock outfit, and, uh, she was like, we should sing together, and then we, like, messaged each other on Instagram, and we got together, and it sounded great, yeah. and, uh, yeah. so she and I, she and I were like, well, we should keep doing this, but, like, let's get out of Richmond, and there was a bunch of other, you know, it was it was time, you know, for mm-hmm. both of us, and so we moved out here together, and, uh, did the thing together as a duo for a while, and then she uh you know she became more comfortable with songwriting and uh you know her own style and so she 's broken off to do her own thing and I play drums in her band nice. Goodness, she's uh you know she 's found her own voice and and uh has left me to my devices to kind of have total creative control of what we 're both doing and we're still we're still playing music together all the time she sings harmonies with me sometimes but oh, cool. yeah, for nice. the most part you know houndheart Uh, Was always my songwriting and the two of us and Mm -hmm. you know she once she kind of grew into her own voice You know she
1: yeah Mm-hmm. yeah we actually left the nest so to speak yeah, yeah we met you two at an open mic yeah so you yeah you yeah guys. was it at mercury cafe at mercury yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Like a, we were blown ago. away yeah like probably a year ago now yeah i, think, I literally uh, think it was a year ago i think yeah. Ago. Yeah. it was a year
2: ago yeah it feels like a couple months yeah, yeah. yeah. so so weird yeah
1: yeah so you guys were time. incredible Thank how you. did houndart come about with um writing was it like with your bandmate or did you have it already established before
2: well most of the songs i had already and then um ali was singing like a top harmony on it Mm -hmm. and then i kind of adjusted lyrics to fit um you know like a female voice you know uh not not any major changes just like maybe like uh you know like a first person you know assignments or uh Instead of being like, I'm a guy singing this, you know, Mm change it to more like of a a fluid type of perspective so that it made more sense and felt more honest, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and that was really great. and That was really great for a while, but you know, over time, you know, the, you know, the reality of it was that it was all, they were all songs very personal to me and that they were, it meant a lot to us to be playing them together, but you know, it was really my voice. Mm -hmm. And then once, you know, once she found hers, it was time for her to, to explore that. And, uh, you know, I help her songwriting with stuff, and she's got a great perspective about yeah. harmony and melody, and uh, she's got cool lyrical ideas. We think very differently as mm-hmm. far as songwriting goes, um, but yeah, we've always, we just mesh really well together. I haven't found anybody that I've had chemistry with like that, so much so that I moved across the country
1: mm-hmm. yeah. for it. Yeah. You know,
2: and it's it's yeah. been it's been a wild ride, a lot of really positive and amazing things, and a lot of really. Dark and shitty and sad and depressing things. You yeah, know, kind of how, yeah. you know, the arts. The, <laughs> the arts, arts yeah. and living sure. the life. High yeah. highs and low lows. Yeah, yeah. 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 Very, uh, sure. very pendulous for sure. Yeah. That
1: sounds like the most amicable band band breakup. In yeah. In quotes because it doesn't really feel like a breakup at all. It
2: was more like a like a yeah. It's yeah. It's hard to explain. Like it was amicable and then not amicable and then amicable and then the way that it went about was. Not the best way, but we both learned from that. Yeah. You know? That's awesome. She's also a younger player, and she's, uh, you know, she, she is not used to, like, you know, the interpersonal social dynamics of a band and, like, you know, yeah. maintaining a relationship with several people, you know, it's... Uh, it's
0: like being married to, like, four people. It, it is. is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she's
2: very driven and very, like, um, you know, very self-focused and, and you know, that comes to an advantage for her, but kind of at a disadvantage for the people around her. Yeah. You know, uh, But, you know, that's things that we both learned together. We're still really close, you know, to those yeah. things that I think a lot of people, when they, when you have something like that, you want to hold on to it, you know, because when it's really great, it's great, when it's bad, it's really painful, but mm-hmm. working through that, I think, has helped both of us grow as people and songwriters, and, uh, yeah, I have no regrets about any of it and neither does she and our other band is super solid too and it's a lot of fun I get to play drums and co-write, yeah. co-write and sing harmony that's awesome Yeah, yeah that's so funny. that's really great but Houndheart uh, yeah so I built a band around Houndheart um, you know where it was me and Allie before we were doing the mm-hmm. duo it was just one guitar and two harmonies mm-hmm. which yeah. was really great we always wanted to build a band around us but the you know the, the supplemental like instrumentation that would you know go with that kind of like stepped on um our, like vocal dynamic and like the yeah, the, mm-hmm. the impact of our of guitar and you know uh it just sounded better with just the two of us yeah. but now that sh- she's like doing her thing and i've built this band around me with a great guitar player bass player drummer and they're all in like my favorite bands in denver and i somehow convinced them to play <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> actually they actually they found me and we should do band I was like oh yeah no that'd be cool and my mind was like oh my fucking yeah that's exactly <laughs> yeah, what, yeah. <laughs> would never have asked you that yeah, yeah. so that's been going really well um, Forest Rop is a drummer for Pink Fuzz I don't know if you oh yeah yeah
0: nice. yeah
2: they're like one of my favorite bands ever they're on tour with Samantha Fish right now oh nice. super dope yeah
0: what um,
2: yeah and uh, Adam Landmark he's a bass player a session player he plays with a bunch of people um, and Jason Brazell from Mobile, Alabama, just a killer blues oh, guitar okay. player. Yeah, he's plays nice. with uh, Hunter James of the Titanic and nice. Ghost, Ghost Review, and bunch of other people. Yikes, yeah, super solid. So yeah, I've got these guys, but I'm also doing a, uh, you know, this new record I'm doing. I'm thinking about playing all the instruments on. <laughs> yeah, how many
1: instruments <laughs> do you
2: do it? play? Uh, guitar, drums, bass um and i could write and arrange you know i write all the lyrics and the vocal parts and the melodies and i would write and arrange the harmonies and um i'd probably have some friends in like the the local scene come in um like a female top harmony yeah maybe mm-hmm. a couple male harmonies to go in there yeah also this cool like vocal pedal that i um that i use sometimes for harmonies that's a lot of fun no nice. oh. but i probably i probably wouldn't cool. do that in studio i'd probably make it human and more yeah yeah you know, authentic and connected but live yeah so a lot of new stuff going on right now nice.
0: that's exciting yeah growth year of change growth. and growth uh,
2: yeah for sure
0: <laughs> um so when did you start like performing your own songs writing them playing guitar when did you kind of decide that you were going to be like a performing singer songwriter
2: um i don't know that i've really decided it's <laughs> something that i <laughs> just like when
0: did you start
2: uh, I think in college I, was, I I only did one year of college. It wasn't really for me, but I when I was there I was I had a dorm, I was living in a dorm, and I had my guitar, my dad's old nineteen sixty four Gibson B twenty five natural, like this small body guitar, not un, unlike this one, mm-hmm. and uh, I would just always be in there, and there would be people over, and you know we'd just be like drinking and smoking and yeah. goofing around, and I would just make up songs about people on the spot, yeah, like folk freestyle, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then it just got to be like a like a theme where people would ask me to do it and then uh and then I would write more serious stuff kind of by myself to kind of for whatever I was you know phase of my life that I was in right there I would try to like condense it and, and try to explain it in as few words as possible mm-hmm. you know and uh which I guess to me is like the basis of good songwriting is to get a point across with as little as possible mm-hmm. And uh yeah, I just started doing that and my songs were probably like super emo at first and oh, uh I mean <laughs> yeah, <it's such>
0: <laughs> still mine. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Honestly, I'm kinda of coming back to it and like leaning into it a little more. Oh yeah, yeah you after, have to. Yeah. I I grew up um, you know, in like the inner city of Richmond and it was a little more urban and the whole emo theme and culture wasn't exactly uh um encouraged, I guess. It was like Pussy white boy shit. So I was like, yeah, I I'm not going to set myself up for getting bullied and beat up. Uh, so I was in high school, I was like um, making beats and like uh, beatboxing and writing raps for people and like selling raps in high school. And because, I don't know, my, you know, writing lyrics and has always kind of been my favorite thing. And before before I learned, you know, going back, like before I learned to condense everything to like, I guess what would be more conducive to the folk style and like saying as much as possible with as little as possible. I was like, I was also jacked on Adderall every day. So I was like writing just like, just <laughs> shit loads of just rapidly like condensing it all, like sounding like <laughs> rust, like just like rust, like so much The look so of your much mom in there. is
1: giving me right
2: now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck it. <laughs> so yeah, I was writing for people and I was giving out to people and they were doing, so I'd be like, they were like. Beating on the table. I don't know if you guys remember, like, pencil, like, beats on the tables. Yep. I used to yeah. do that a lot, and then everybody would like rapping my stuff and just writing about friends and just about stuff in general. Um, stuff that wasn't true to me, which uh, most rap that people do wasn't true to them either. But it's whatever. Uh, so yeah, I've kind of been all over the place. I've like, I play and like a lot of different styles. I don't even remember what the original question was. Or <laughs> <laughs> that happens a lot on this yeah. no, I'm totally sure. Do <laughs> you? <about> me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Do you have a songwriting process at
2: all or is it when inspiration strikes what's your um it's a few it's a, there's a few different ways sometimes I'll have uh like a chord progression or like a guitar progression uh, that either is a chorus or is a verse and uh yeah I'm trying to think about like <laughs> sometimes I'll have a verse and then i'll and I'll say okay well here you know I try to between two and a half to five minutes, six if I have some like long instrumental section or like a really dramatic outro or something like. How do I keep it interesting between two two minutes and thirty seconds to four minutes? I don't really think actively about time, but I don't know. In my mind, like I just know. Getting to a certain like, if I'm starting with a verse, I have a chord progression. I'm like, all right, now, here's a vocal cadence, and here's a melody. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the feeling of that, and then. I have like a vocal cadence that goes with it and then I think, well, what what is like, you know, what key is this? Like what, you know, is this major? Is it minor? Is it slower? Is it faster? Is it choppier? Is it more beat oriented? Is it more like picky or folk oriented? And then I find out what the feeling is and then I try to make the contents of the lyrics kind of match that so it feels real and genuine. And then I uh, just kind of pull from whatever I'm going through or somebody else is going through, either my own perspective or as I've grown older, being able to write from other people's perspectives, you know, because once you have said everything you want to say about yourself, you learn how to write from other people's perspectives yeah. and about their lives too. And, uh, and just have it be honest and true and vulnerable and real. And uh, I think, yeah, I just think honesty and vulnerability and conveying a point, like I said, with as little as possible and keeping it simple, not trying to be too clever. I think when I was younger, I was just obsessed with being clever because I was also, like, Mm -hmm. writing folk and, like, rap at the same time. Yeah. So, you know, like, not so much wordplay or any, like, stuff to make people like, oh, that's clever, you know, just to to kind of go, oh, yeah, that's exactly what I'm feeling. And, you know, have people play it on repeat because it identifies with what they're going through at the time. I don't know. I don't know. I don't really, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I know not
0: relate to the clever comment that you said. Yeah.
2: I think a lot of people sacrifice, um, trueness or like authenticity for being clever Mm -hmm. people are are trying to fit a thought into you know you know the parameters of a verse they try to have try to fit too much of what they want to say in there and it just it doesn't feel right because they're trying to pack too many words in there and like it doesn't like sometimes you just gotta like you have this one i'll sit there for hours and i'll just have one line of like one thing and there's like just one fucking syllable that i cannot Mm. fit into the right thing because it needs to it needs to hit right
0: Mm-hmm. There's like,
2: you know, there's those f- those frequencies and that sound that like hit your ears and they like, you like, you know how like we know if something is good or if it's not, yeah. you don't really know how to explain that. It's just,
1: mm-hmm.
2: it's just a reflection of how you feel,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and it has to be done in the right way. Like, I can't even I can't even explain. It. I can probably write it on paper and in theory and all that shit, but like none of it matters because.
1: Mm-hmm. Write an essay about it later and then yeah, share Yeah, write an And we'll share it on our website. We'll I'm, s- I'm so, so ADD, I'd probably end
2: up writing, like, some essay from the perspective of a dog or something. <laughs> <laughs> it has nothing to do with music. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> so, you're recording right now. Yeah, well, album. I'm getting
2: ready to go into the studio. I'm trying to compile. Gotcha. I have, like, uh, you know, for the longest time, I've kind of just, like, uh. Battle with the idea of like anything being good enough to put in. I do a lot of imposter syndrome. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. where you write something that's just like, you know, one day you're like, this is so fucking dope, and then the next day you're like, I, why am I here? Like, I yeah. <laughs> like this is like, so stupid. Wow, I hate
1: the song. I hate myself. Yeah, <laughs> and I hate, yeah, I just want to. Yeah, lose. <laughs> yeah
2: and like in the like the brightest and like darkest ends of that spectrum. Yeah, you know? and like. Definitely. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So I I think. In a lot of ways, I'd be like, ah, why would I record this? Somebody else obviously wrote this. How could this come so naturally to me? How could I get this mm-hmm. out? Like, this Obviously, I'm pulling the subconsciously from something else that already exists. With, what, with Western music, that's not hard to do. You know, we're kind of confined yeah. to, like, a very limited choice of intervals and notes mm-hmm. and all that okay. stuff. And it's yeah. still wide, but, like, uh, so I think it took, uh, you know, getting over, like, needing the approval of others and... Um, You know, seeking validation from other people about my music. Uh, Just, you know, basic cliche artist shit. Insecurity. Yep. You know, insecurity and um, lack of self-confidence and and, um, being afraid to... And once being comfortable with getting to that vulnerable and honest place, being comfortable enough to share that with other people. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, it's one of the best things about playing drums in bands and traveling and recording is that you get to support other people and you don't have to put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's been really rewarding and huge and great, and and I love studying drums and the you know the minutia of rhythm and 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 what it takes to be a good drummer. That's been very important to me. But mm-hmm. getting in the front and playing your own songs is like a whole other thing. Yeah, you know, because when you sure. expose yourself, you know, you're exp- and you're not in a place where you're like completely confident about that. You know, you put yourself in this weird place. So I'm getting over that. It's not really so much a thing anymore. I'm lying to you. Yeah, it's just like that that process and you know, putting that first EP out was great, but I also still had the support of, you know, a strong vocalist and a very good friend and a beautiful woman and like you know, having that is a very powerful like nest and a comfort comfort place, you know, Mm -hmm. it's validating and when you fuck up on stage you can look at your friend and laugh when you're by yourself.
0: you're like, hey, this
2: is about, uh, I'm sad sometimes, guys. You know, like, and then you play a song, and then and then you got a bunch of, you know, fucking chads in the crowd who don't understand Chad. what you're coming from. No offense to any of the uh, chads out there, but, um, you know, it, when, when you're trying to relate to people and, like, no one in the room relates to what you're doing, it makes you kind of feel alienated. And that's something that, in the beginning, you have to get over, and it's like a... You know, you get, like, thicker skin over time. And I have, like, thick-ass skin, but, like, sometimes it's just, like,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, you get a hole in it sometimes. Oh, for Yeah. for yeah, sure. So, again, I don't remember what the original question. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a process.
2: I Like, sometimes I'm super comfortable, and I'm like, yeah, I'm really good at what I do, and this is, and people relate to it, and I connect with people, and it's a gift that I have. And then sometimes I'm like, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. And, and I yeah. just accept that that is just the way that it is, and it's never going to be either one thing all the time and uh yeah i'm just excited to get this new record out there and kind of just put everything out there and see what happens i have a good feeling about yeah. it though yeah nice. probably for the first time i'm
0: excited to hear i am too yeah, yeah i am, I, am too.
2: <laughs> I don't even know what i'm recording and i have i have like i counted it i have like 53 finished arranged written songs that are all different from each other i like four records worth of Songs that like
1: that you would be comfortable taking over the course of like
2: twelve years, like stuff that I've had that I haven't recorded. Yeah, I've only recorded maybe eight songs ever.
0: Yeah, really. Yeah,
2: yeah, just because.
0: How many songs are on the Hound Heart EP?
2: Oh, uh, there's five.
0: Five. Yeah, I yeah. listened to that. It's, it's freaking really good. Good. So yes. good. It's so <laughs> good. I like, yeah. still remember like Thanks. going back to when we met when we mm-hmm. saw you guys play. Like, oh, your songwriting is so good. Thank you. Yeah, and the harmonies.
2: Thank you. It's yeah, so
0: it's good. great. Do you have any recommendations for people who
1: are going into the studio, wanting to record?
2: Um. Yeah, I mean, I would live in a studio if I could. I think the happiest I've ever been and the most at home I've ever felt is has been in a studio with people that you know and trust, with songs that you believe in, uh, with the instruments that can convey what you're trying to convey.
0: Mm-hmm. Having the
2: right gear is important, but like but not really. I think that people try to find these like sterile studios that have like, you know, the right preamps and the right mics and the yeah. right isolation and the right compression and like the right engineer and the right, you know, killing dead space in between notes and like it kind of ends up sounding sterile. Mm-hmm. I will always vote for a shitty recording of a good song rather than an overproduced version of a shitty song. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people oh, yeah. try to get especially now in this age of consumption, I feel like a lot of people are I think you, well now you need to put more shit out to keep people interested because people are consuming more, mm-hmm. which is harder, you know. Whereas yeah. you know even ten, fifteen, twenty years ago you could put out a record and tour on that and make money from record sales and ticket sales and merch. Like there was yeah more money, you know, which sustains you and you can keep going. Now you've got to keep putting shit out and you've got to. Uh, but also on the other end we have we we can do stuff at home. You know, Logic, yeah. oh yeah. Garage Band. I mean I've recorded demos like with My earphones with the mic and the ear thing with just add a little reverb, echo, compression, and a hall and the band, and like it sounds killer, yeah. You know, whereas you couldn't do that before. I've got a pretty old school mentality. I don't know if you guys are familiar with like Steve Albini, the engineer producer who uh he did like in utero and a bunch of albums based out of Chicago,
1: yeah.
2: Um, watch his YouTube videos or like his master classes on engineering, and it's just like brilliant. And his, like, uh Perception, like his his perspective of the industry and about recording and uh, distribution and mm-hmm. connections and like the whole industry as a whole. Like I subscribe to pretty much everything <laughs> that yeah. he thinks. So if you're like, what do you think? I'm just like watch Steve Albini videos. Just, <laughs> I don't have time to talk to him. He's a genius. Just watch he, it. He's a genius. I'll just be sitting there and I'll just be like I'm like a lady in church. I'm just like Oh, oh preach. Just <laughs> preach. Preach. Yeah. I, I think a lot of us are so inundated with this idea that there's a a singular formula for how we're supposed to go about things, and there's just not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of shedding myself of, like, the anxiety of knowing how to go about things, and, you know, the dread of getting older, and, and uh, you know, I deal with, like, vocal issues, too, sometimes, you know, which is, like, a, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that, like, controls my life sometimes. It drives me nuts, but, you know the existential dread of <laughs> yeah. of all of it. You know, sometimes you're like, Oh, this is amazing, this is all I wanna do And sometimes, mm-hmm. sometimes you're like, God, I'm the worst. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> Why am I doing this? It feels silly. Like you know yeah. You know, I go into my friend's wedding and they're all like lawyers and doctors and
0: you know, I'm like, oh, fuck all those guys. <laughs> <laughs> Unless
1: we need a lawyer or a doctor. Which oh,
2: yeah. is great.
0: Which is we great. love you. <laughs> my arm gets chopped off, I want a doctor. <laughs> but in the, in the end, I'm
2: like, God, you guys like have like all the things that you want. You have security and comfort. And and, mm-hmm. and I think stability is what a lot of us who do this have yeah. a hard time struggling with. We don't have a lot of stability. Yeah. And that affects our mental health. And yes. you know, a lot of us already have pre-existing depression and anxiety and mental health shit. That and then it crazy. just exacerbates that shit. Yeah, we all do. Yes. And a lot of That's us are nice. afraid to talk Preach about it. that. Reach
1: <laughs> it! Yeah,
2: yeah there's, a, there's a fine line of like talking about it. Some people are just like, oh, here's all my shit. I'm like, go to therapy, deal with it. And then the, what you can't do with therapy, talk about then Some people are like, I have no problems. And, like, <laughs> and you're a liar. And you're a liar. You're a liar. And you're a liar, you're a liar. Just, you're a liar so and so your music I'm sucks. Just, <laughs> because <laughs> of it. Yeah. I, yeah. I just
1: love doing these interviews because it makes... It makes me feel good about where I'm at mentally because I'm like you're saying everything that I'm feeling, so I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's we're all yeah. in it together. That's
2: mm-hmm. just that's like how I exist. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's how I live. That's how I live. Yeah,
2: yeah. We went to a dinner last night with some family that I discovered. Okay, little backstory: we did 23 and Me. My mom did 23 and Me. Discovered that she has a brother, didn't even what? know about. Yeah, in Denver. So he's, like, one of the most incredible human beings, like, I've probably ever met. He's, that's nuts! Yeah, he runs a really well-respected and huge organization out here. He just retired after, like, what, 40 years? 50. 50 years. Yeah, like, the mayor gave a speech at his, like, oh retirement. And, uh, yeah, like, so he's got a bunch of family here. So there's this whole other, like, galaxy of family that, that is, I didn't, we didn't even know existed. And so we're at this dinner last crazy. night, and... I hope my family doesn't listen. So there's a, a family member that I talked to for a long time, and just... An hour long life story, extremely traumatic life story. Mm-hmm. And on the car ride there, I was like, people tell me their things. Because if you. Yes! Everybody has this stuff going on, and everyone mm-hmm. wants to pretend like they're fine all the time.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And there's a fine line between just like pouring all of your shit out and being annoying, mm-hmm. and, and repressing it, and just like not doing well. You know, I like to meet yeah. in the middle.
0: Oh my gosh! Family photo. That's incredible. Yeah, some right. I didn't know any man. of them
2: existed.
1: <laughs> that's <laughs> crazy. the fact that that's crazy. That's some d- 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 yeah. Twenty-three and Me sponsor us. <laughs> my
2: head is fifty percent ginger, for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. So that was really wild. But like, that's all to say that like, if you open yourself up to accepting people and like letting them know that, uh, I don't, like, be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. You know, just like just. I like to, uh, and people like of all walks of life have got a big family and everybody's very different and I grew up in a very different environment and know what it feels like to not feel like everybody else and feel isolated and alienated and, you know, and, uh, I think I developed a lot of empathy from that and, um, I like to make other people feel like they're not alone in their you know what I mean? Like yeah, see, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not on some emo shit, but in some real human shit. Yeah, like, yeah, uh, <laughs> yes. And uh, you know, I, I apply it to to life just every day. You know, if, you know if I'm at work or playing a show or just talking to people or you know in personal relationships, even dogs like I'm just like I want a snack yeah. too. Mm-hmm. I want a snack? I also want a snack. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. oh, he's so
1: cute. And oh, buddy. He perfect.
2: he's perfect. But anyway, yeah.
1: I think that's interesting too, because kind of going on a tangent. I think a lot of creative people bring others' emotions out way more than other certain people would. Yeah, it's true, and I feel because, guilty about that sometimes. Yeah, like, because
2: are, I like, like I feel that
1: so much. Like people, I'm a vault with things that people tell me. Like the things I know about people, <laughs> yeah. they're buried deep inside, yeah. <laughs> and some of it I've probably forgotten. But yeah. it's like people just open up to you yeah. when you're in that
0: mindset. And, and when they
2: know that you won't judge them. Yeah, like there's yeah. no judgment. Everybody's waiting for that because they judge themselves and they feel judged. Not yeah. to interrupt you. Yeah. yeah. No, I totally understand. Yeah. Yeah, I think
0: a all. lot of times too, it happens to me um, after shows. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah people will just be, like, feel moved.
2: Yeah. And, yeah. I know yeah. if I'm packing up my guitar that there's going to be somebody behind me yeah. Yeah. waiting to talk to me about something yeah. every yeah. single time without fail. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And it's cool. Like, it's really great. And so like, You know, when I go to a show and I'm like trying to have the energy to play, I'm I'm more so I'm trying to have like the mental capacity to talk to people about something they obviously need to tell me or talk about. Yeah, it's less about playing my songs. Like I can play Mm -hmm. my songs in my sleep. Mm -hmm. You know, I try to play them so much that I don't attach my emotions to what was there when I was writing them, because that's like ultra vulnerable. You know, when you play a song enough times, you like can detach from it enough, but you still can play it authentically. Mm -hmm. So I try to try to balance that but like talking to people afterwards that's new information you have to process yeah it. Definitely.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah so that's yeah, that's the thing yeah people tell me i was just telling her on the way to this dinner like people tell me stuff so. and she's she's the same way yeah and i get it from her for anybody listening i'm here with my mom yeah <laughs> a um, reminder the mom is yeah she's in town for like a day and that's so crazy. here we are at the songwriter diaries Oh, that's that's nuts about
1: the brother. I'm not yeah, no, about. Isn't that wild? Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. And and I had dinner
2: with him when I moved out here a year ago. This guy is so like we have so much in common. Like yeah. it's like uncanny. Yeah, yeah, and I got like Yeah, I can't even tell you. It's just such a strange feeling. I was like
0: Oh my gosh, yeah. you guys look alike. whoa that's you nuts. have the same nose. Isn't that weird? <laughs> that's yeah. so
2: crazy. Super whoa. crazy, super squinty eyes. Yeah. Yeah, I have also. <laughs>
0: yeah, that is awesome. Yeah. You Should write a song about it.
2: Yeah, I should. I will. I always write songs about something like a year later.
0: Yeah, you have to. Or like, have, like I'll write
2: a song and then I'll yeah. be like, ah. Then a year later, I'll be yeah. listening back to voice memos yes. something. I'll be like, oh.
1: It's like a crop it pop. pops. It, it pops. This, it's <laughs> a bop. Yeah, you know I mean?
2: <laughs> for sure.
0: Um, speaking of mental health things, how do you balance your music with your personal life and like job and? um bills and, and everything i work
2: i work i have a job working for a uh, an art collector and oh, cool. I like drive Whoa. his art around and there's also a marketing company within his building that I also like work for so I, like i uh receive and ship uh works that come in from all over the world and uh take pictures of them organize them in a, an art database and um he's got this just humongous warehouse of art and they're all, and so they, yeah it's it's Kind of insane. It's a weird, weird job. And uh, yeah, drive a forklift. I never heard that. Yeah, I mean he's like a like a like a disgustingly wealthy individual. He, <laughs> just, he just collects like obsessively collects art. It's I don't. I hope he doesn't listen. It's not necessarily healthy. <laughs> but uh, you're an art hoarder. <laughs> yeah, he he is. Yeah, and he's got yeah like it just no idea. <laughs> it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, like any artist you can imagine: Van Gogh, Matisse, Renoir. Uh, oh, Andy Warhol, all just originals, just like sitting around, like leaning up against stuff like this guitar, just like hundreds of thousands of dollars, single pieces. There's like millions of dollars worth of shit in there. Like the Smithsonian called uh, a few weeks ago trying to find a sculpture. It's like the, there's tons of sculptures in there. It's like eight cars, like a penthouse apartment. <laughs> Wayne, I hope you're not listening. I'm telling everyone all the shit you have. Um, <laughs> uh, I need to
0: pick up my jaw off the floor. One it's, it's, it's
2: crazy, yeah. And like they were trying to find the sculpture the size of a car, and I couldn't. I spent six hours looking for it, and I couldn't find it. And I had to tell them like I I don't think it's in this warehouse because <laughs> he has three of them. I was like I don't I don't think it's here. I couldn't oh, find it God. like it's so big. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's what I do during the day for money, and it, you know it's it's tough especially now like it's more expensive to live and we're making the same amount of money that we were making years ago you know Mm -hmm. the cost of living and the and income or the pay rate hasn't moved equally you know it's it's costing more to live you know we're being pushed more into
1: yeah
2: uh you know lower middle class or poverty and you know we're all kind of living you know people you could have one you know 30 years ago, you could have had one job and got approved for a mortgage and been able to afford it and live on your own. And now, you know, you can work a full-time job, two full-time jobs, maybe not have health insurance, have to have three roommates. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's. Yep. you know, I don't want to harp on that too much. I don't want to complain, but like, you know, I chose music and I would rather be poor and play music than be like a lot of my friends who are, which I hope, also hope you guys aren't listening. You guys are happy. Uh, but like, you know, it's just, I think that mentally I'm, I'm not really, I also am like ADHD, uh, and like I have a hard time organizing thoughts and organizing myself and, um, my memory is shit and like, uh, I don't have a very sequential way of thinking and it's Mm -hmm. very conducive to songwriting because I write in parts and I Mm -hmm. write them when I want and I, and I write them about what I'm immediately feeling at the time. And I can focus on them when I need to, mm-hmm. but like given like a long period of time, I I have a tough time uh, functioning yeah. in the real world is what I'm trying to yeah. say, yeah. you know. And so yeah. I find weird jobs, and I have like I found my own way to to live and survive. And it's always like it's always everyone always knows me as like having some. They're like that's a very Isaac thing yeah. to, <laughs> to do. Like yeah. I, I find ways to make money, and I always have. And, yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: It's a good quality. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Thanks, yeah. Always just enough to you know to get by. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. So, what is the best piece of advice you've ever received as a songwriter?
2: Uh, tell the truth. I
1: like that. Quick, quick. That's it. Yeah. To the point. Tell the truth. You're like, there's no tangent on this
2: one. This there is, is it. that's it. That's yeah. it. Just be honest. I, that's very yeah. Be honest and concise. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. I like this answer.
0: That's like one this of my answer. Favorite answers to that question. We, that's yeah. like a question that pops up a lot. Yeah. We like it. Yeah. And
2: it's, it's a good like question. Yeah, I like that. It's answer. a great question. Yeah.
0: Um. <laughs> so we we go back and forth <laughs> on asking questions, and whenever one of us is like lagging, we just kind of like look at it. It's, <laughs> <just> like, <laughs> like, it's your turn. <laughs> it's, like it's like processing what you just said. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's my turn. <laughs> yeah. um, okay. So this is our last um, question. It's a doozy. Mm-hmm pause for dramatic why do you write songs
2: I have to I just have to it's just something I like you know like a painter paints and you know any <laughs> any, any any artist like...
1: it sounded like you were going to go and give more examples so that you couldn't think of Yeah. <laughs> you're like a painter paints a painter paints
2: and that's it uh, <laughs> anyway so yeah no seriously I was like I was like, I was about to be like, right. a basket weaver weaves. Like, I don't fucking know. Like, I don't know. What, uh, you know, what uh, what other art is there? A sculpture sculptor sculpts. <laughs> and,
0: a spice. I don't know.
2: I can't help it. I think a lot of it is just like a selfish need to like just get out what I need to for myself. That's why I haven't put out a lot of songs or a lot of times they're for me. I'll like write them and I'll record them and I'll listen to them and I'll be like, yeah, yeah. Exactly, it's like a self therapy, and then like mm-hmm. I f- and I get over it, and I move on to the next song, and I forget about it for like mm-hmm. year, years, yeah. and then I come back to it in voice memo, you know. That's why you're usually have when I'm just, songs. what's that? That's why you have yeah, that's songs, why I have a shitload right? of songs, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, and then I listen to them, and I, and I and I kind of I and then I realize oh yeah, I haven't put this out for anybody else to listen to. So that's what I'm trying to move towards is like writing. In the moment, recording it while they're fresh uh, and putting them out and then moving on like normal people, you mm-hmm. know, instead of sitting on all of them. But I still have all of them. Like, I played the song that I wrote years ago at this solo show at Roxy, which I have a residency at now. They just offered me a residency <gasps> today, so that's cool. Congratulations! Thank you. Yeah, I'll be that's there awesome. uh, a bunch of Wednesday nights. I don't know which ones. I've got them in my phone, but follow okay. me on Instagram we'll it, and I'll put it yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so. We'll be there. Yeah, that'll, that'll allow me to, to feel motivated to, also, like, I have a hard time motivating myself to do things for myself, other than the writing itself, but, like, releasing and marketing and, mm-hmm. you know, the PR shit and, like, social media, like, I, I ha- I have to, like, always do something for somebody, mm. if that makes sense, even if it's one yeah. person, like, one person is expecting, so, like, I wrote this song years ago, and there was this couple who was, like, just at this thing, and they, like, found me somehow and they emailed me and wrote me on Instagram they wrote me on both <laughs> they were like hey what is that song it goes like this and I was like that's a song I played years ago and I just played it cuz I had time to fill like I yeah. didn't even think that it would resonate with anybody but they were like you know we've been talking about it for the last couple of days and you know that imposter thing comes in and you're yeah. like wow why do you guys have terrible taste you know like, you know, <laughs> like what yeah. How boring no. and then I, and then like I was like well shit okay I need to record that so I ended up recording that and I never would have done that if it weren't for them needing it. So I just recorded it in a voice memo. I played it live in my studio. That I have, I have a home studio at home. Nice. And I just got their phone number and I texted it to them. <laughs> so oh, that's so, so, nice. I, so I need to be better about... So I'm trying to be better about um, recording. Also, I'm trying to learn how to like use logic. And, and it's ridiculous that I don't yeah. know how to... Like, I'm a multi-instrumentalist and writer, and I don't know how to put it into a computer.
1: Sure.
2: Which is you know one of my probably my biggest shortcoming is that I don't know how to like I, I need to rely on other people and I think I've mm-hmm. always put myself in a position to have to rely on other people so that I have an excuse to not put it out so that it's not my fault somehow but that's something that I'm kind of realizing and getting over now so I'm trying to learn how to use logic and 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 record and, and put out even even demos like yeah. I've got like you know I and uh, you know just to wrap this up, you know, just the consistent. I'm sure you hear from everybody this consistent, you know, fear of failure and rejection and all that cliche shit. Yeah, you know, that's all very real. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, I'll, I'll like find reasons to not get things done, you know, and I'll do yeah. it for my, and I it just that's just like been a persistent obstacle in my life uh, musically. So I'm trying to get over that and realize that it, um, that other people need it. I'm trying to see it more as like a thing that helps people rather than a thing that just helps me. So, uh, I like that. yeah, so this new record is going to be uh, more expose, Wee-wee. I guess you would say. Loot, loot.
1: <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I'm pumped about it. So yeah. do you have a song that you can send that we can share with the audience?
2: Um, I will record one and send it to you. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah, I'll Perfect. do that. I got a buddy, uh, Dan McDonough, who is an incredible engineer. Who just moved out here from Richmond, uh, and when I get back, I'm flying to Richmond next week. I'll be there for a week, and when I get back, he and I are gonna be doing some some s- simple recording. Nice. So when we do that, I'll send you guys an MP3. Yes. Nice, excellent. excellent, yeah, yeah, perfect. I don't know what yet, but it could be yeah, like a full orchestration. It could just be like a single song with a guitar. And I think the new record will be a pretty even mix of uh, full band stuff, some like heavy stuff like yeah. rock oriented stuff some nice. folk picky stuff yeah. kind of all across the board yeah yeah I'm trying to decide that if it's going to be an EP or an album I think it mostly just depends on money oh yeah. I guess um, that's, yeah. valid. <laughs> yeah, that's valid on <laughs> money. Yeah. Yeah. I don't say yeah, it's insane. all contingent on my budget yeah. Well, yeah like a lot of us because yeah. do I don't want to settle that. for I'd rather have like a really solid EP than like a, a budget stretched mm. album you know what I mean mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. also because yeah. if I pitch it to labels at some point like and I've already released it, they're going to want to you know re-record it professionally and then like redistribute re-di- it and all that stuff. So that's, eventually I would like to do that. I've been trying to avoid that, but that's definitely I think eventually going to be the, the way the yeah because you can do stuff on your own, but like I think there's a lot of like inner stuff that I lack about putting myself out there that, yeah that I wouldn't need the support of a label to put me do the, do that mental work for yeah me, you know be like, hey, here's some good shit. Here it is, you know, because I have a hard time just sitting there being like, listen to me, listen to me, look at me, yeah. look at me, you know. And a lot, a lot of us like, there's this like kind of narcissistic need in the industry now to yeah. put yourself out there. Like I've got friends who are just f- are so confident in their shit that they just they put it out there and everywhere. And I and I admire that and I I en- envy it in a way. Yeah. But I, I just I'm not that way. And even though I could do this all on my own, I think there's something that I lack right now to mm-hmm. to really do that. And so I'll eventually get the support of the right label. Yeah, so that's my, that's the thing. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Cool.
0: Well, thank you so much for yeah. coming on. Thanks we for We'll end the episode with your recording. I'm so excited. Yeah, with yeah, it, with yeah, your yeah. recording. Yeah. That, that, I, <laughs> <laughs> that, that I have not recorded yet. That's pretty cool.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's
0: like in the future. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this, is such a, this is such an example of what I was just talking about. <laughs> yeah, I'll
2: text you guys are recording uh, yeah, <laughs> of a song that I probably haven't even written. <laughs> Thank all you
1: right. so much. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me. This
2: is cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm excited one you guys of are
1: the. Finished. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Megan stopped recording because she thought we were done but we didn't
0: say bye and I feel insecure about that. We always, we always do a weird bye where like us and the guests go. Bye bye. So, okay,
2: so it's like your think, signature like awkward yeah. goodbye.
0: All right, so start us off.
2: Uh goodbye.
0: <laughs> okay, bye. Bye.